2: don't quit before the miracle happens hey with are the defective characters three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery hey i'm mike i'm dennis and james here the opinions are wrong we don't represent any particular organization institution or fellowship today we'll be sharing our experience on tear and share in this episode 161 of the defective characters podcast let's go <laughs> All right. Hey, gentlemen, any guesses on when the last time that we've done a tear and share? When do you think the last episode or, or how about even month? If you can guess the right month, the last time that we did this. Yes. I'd say two months ago. August. So two months would be we, we would be what? August as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You got to be closest to the actual date what date august 15th august 13th ah james wins it was july 14th yay really yeah that's right we haven't done it since before we hit 150 it was episode 148 what do i
0: win what do i win
2: well you get to choose what order you go in if you talk about how things are the last seven days first second or third Okay, I choose James, Mike, and Dennis. Right. Go ahead, James. For both.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the last seven days, um, I called up Dennis, because I know he never does anything, and I wanted a friend to go with me to the movie that he suggested. We saw Amsterdam. How was it? It was... Honestly, it was interesting. I wouldn't see it again, but... Uh, I like period pieces, so it was cool being set in the 1930s. The actors were really cool. Um, it was kind of like like Dennis said before, a whodunit. Because um, you want to find out who the mastermind is behind the plot to overthrow the government. It turns out most of it's fiction, but some of it, like maybe 10% is actually real. So that was like
1: inspired by a real thing,
0: right? So that was kind of cool. But like, probably forty minutes into the movie, I was like, I just I could not focus on what was going on. I I got up and went to the restroom. I was like, okay, let me refocus. And uh, Dennis bought me lunch, and but I owe him eleven. Um, my uh, son is turning nineteen on Sunday, so I was gonna. Try to maybe go down there and see him. Uh, if not, that's all right. I got him uh, a three hundred dollar computer, so I hope he's happy. It he goes with his three hundred dollar computer chair. He likes. <laughs> he
1: likes the being- chair and the computer are the same price.
0: No, the chair and the computer desk. Sorry, didn't I say computer desk? You did. Dad oh, you not oh, listening. Computer. No, Sorry. his computer's <laughs> twelve hundred dollars. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, he's got a nice gaming computer. And now his brother wants a gaming computer.
2: Oh, of course.
0: (laughs) But other than that, everything's good. I got to wake up and uh, go to the gym again, even though I got four hours of sleep. I watched on Netflix. I've been watching Halloween films. I watched uh, Dracula Untold. And that actually came out in 2014. And it was like, the story of Vlad the Impaler and how he became Dracula. It
2: was actually pretty good.
0: I liked it. It was a good one for the setting of Halloween in October.
2: Now a- is he the, is he the Impaler because that's the color of his skin? <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! Or but is it, it because that he actually like pierces skin? He impales many, 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 many men. He, but the thing he was, he
1: put heads on spikes around oh. his kingdom. Yeah. And like,
0: alert! But yeah. he, you know, for being someone so horrible, he was a very lovable, lovable character.
1: <laughs> oh God, no! He was a fucking psycho oh monarchist. Like
2: <laughs> fuck <laughs> that, dude! He He's was being all time
0: <laughs> Oh no no in the movie he was a really lovable character he was like like you were rooting for him i promise if you see the mo- this
2: movie i mean i don't know one vlad that is not lovable i know <laughs> oh my god when i hear vlad i just think big old teddy bear that rides horses shirtless you know that's what i think of what about you mike oh thanks for asking um <laughs> So on the, uh, on the Netflix hit, since we were talking about that, there is something I recommend. It's called The Watcher it, on uh, Netflix. It stars a couple people that I don't know their names, but you'd recognize them. Um, it's really good, and it's a Ryan Murphy uh, written and directed uh, piece as well. So he's doing it's, a lot. It's a horror thing, right? Uh, it's more thriller slash whodunit. So... Uh. Uh, but it's it's really good. It's not scary. It is suspenseful. Uh, I still think you should probably be 13 because there's, there's not much blood. There's probably in like two scenes, but that's pretty good. And um, I'm getting into, since uh, Becky, my fiance, loves uh, all the horror stuff, I'm slowly getting into watching like more stuff that's in that genre. So uh, I think we watched Sinister that came out like 10 years ago with Ethan Hawk. That was pretty good. Um, And uh, what else? Um, I haven't seen, I keep seeing terrible reviews of Halloween ends with (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Like the final installment of that, that's on Peacock and I think it's out in theaters, but I don't know. Everybody says it's really terrible.
1: But I mean, let's be honest. All of them are kind of terrible. Like that's the genre.
2: It's what you're looking of those for. Type, I think of
1: those type of movies. You know, I
2: think you just don't want it to be so predictable that you can every single thing you see happening way in advance. You know, you want yeah. a cu- you want a couple jumps. What did you say? You watched something recently, Dennis? And there was like, no, I. Th- it was one movie that they announced is has the most jumps in it it's it's like a a new one that either went to streaming or in theaters but it's supposed to be like it broke the record for theaters the most jumps within the first like 10 minutes or something like that i'll i'll look it up and maybe be able to mention in a future podcast leading up to halloween which is quickly approaching um yeah. so yeah I did a lot of that stuff, and then uh, my daughter had a couple appointments. She started her first swim lesson, so that was uh, that was exciting. And I think it's going to be a ridiculously slow process, but uh, I guess it's progress, not perfection. So
0: my um, in high school, my swim instructor was named Bob.
2: That's <laughs> that's exactly her swim instructor's name. His last name
0: was Up and Down in the Water. Oh my god.
2: Different last name.
0: That was
1: a that was a mic quality joke right there.
2: Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate it because it was really funny. (laughs) That was everything, Dennis.
1: Uh everything's right I went to the movies, saw Amsterdam. That's what I uh, did. You did?
2: You guys should have went together.
1: We should have. We were the only people, like, there was only us two and two other people in the theater. I always like when that happens. So it's like a private screening. Um, I, uh, I'm going to give my review on it. Like, I, I thought a lot of the acting was good. Some of the acting fell short, uh, but it was, like, individual scenes, right? So, like, it'd be really good in this scene, but this scene, it kind of fell short. And so it was very weird because it's like really, really good. But then like something's off here, you know, it's like they didn't quite hit the mark and like some of the comedy and some of the, you know, some of the mystery type stuff. It's like they put a really good effort in and succeeded in spaces and then others that didn't. So it was a very so weird why experience.
2: Think, why do you think? Cause almost every actor is in this thing. Um, Christian Bale. a lot of people. Uh, I saw Taylor Swift was so probably only in a scene, huh? She was
1: in a couple of scenes, but in, at the beginning, she. So uh, who's,
2: who is the best, who is the best actor in it?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, as far as consistency, I would probably, I mean, obviously Robert De Niro was in it. So he did a great job, obviously for his character. He did great. But I think surprisingly, Mike Myers and uh, Michael Shannon, they were Mm -hmm. always on screen together and they were consistent throughout the whole thing. So I probably give my props to them. Um, Christian Bale did a good job. But there's parts of it where like, oh, he's just doing a Robert De Niro impression. And it looked like him trying to do a Robert De Niro impression. But other scenes he did fantastic. So, yeah, I don't know. Cool. I give Mike Myers and Molly and Michael Shannon did a
2: great job. Awesome. Hey, do you got a new microphone? I think you're hitting it when you're talking.
1: Oh, I'm using my headphone thing because there's a lot of noise going on.
2: Okay. So I'll try to be conscious of it. It's It's okay. And you got a cruise coming up next week.
1: Yeah, I do kind of nervous about it. I got to do some shopping before I do, go to and I don't want to do shopping.
0: Are you scared you, of the icebergs?
1: <laughs> not really. There's no icebergs in the Caribbean, so I what think do, I'll be you, all right.
2: What do you have to shop for? A bathing suit?
1: I got to get some new flip-flops. I'm not getting a bathing suit. I need some new t-shirts. That You're don't not getting a
2: bathing in. suit.
1: No i have a bathing suit but i'm not gonna even take it
2: is it a one piece or a two piece
1: it's a two piece i know it yeah you're,
2: you're not gonna take it you're going on a cruise you're not gonna get in the water
1: no wow i mean wow. i don't like like cruise pools are always like crowded with kids and stuff like there's, and that's no fun
2: and oh i like, like going tiny. i like going really early in the morning Nah. When the kids are still sleeping or watching their Saturday morning cartoons,
1: no, not me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy the food and the shows because it's a Disney cruise, right? So they have like a live show, and those are always really good. And they have a movie theater, so I'll do that stuff, and then do a lot of chilling. Hopefully, have Wi Fi.
2: You got <laughs> to get Mickey bars sent to the room.
1: Uh, my dad likes Mickey bars, but like I like like the other desserts and stuff. Well,
2: you can, get, like you, can get, stuff. you can get more fancy stuff. You could get all that stuff. You got to do it. Maybe. We'll see. Wow. But your anxiety is okay with it?
1: I mean, at this point, I'm a, I get a little nervous when I'm thinking about it. Then I just change my thought and don't think about it so i don't know i think like i think i'll be all right you know if i get there if i get there on the drive over there and i get on the ship you know eat some food get in the room and stuff i think i'll be fine nice yeah
2: well good well that's it's very exciting and i'm uh i'm glad that you're able to kind of share some of this i don't think just to speak for me i i couldn't even imagine a year ago this being brought up and you even uh entertaining the idea of it so yeah. i think that speaks volumes um to yeah, not a this. year ago right
1: before before covid i was supposed to go on a cruise to the like Balkans so I would have gone like Amsterdam, St. Petersburg Russia, Germany, England like all that area and I was kind of excited about that but I had a lot more anxiety with it Mm. but then like obviously when COVID hit and then my anxiety got really bad but now I feel okay you know I think I can do it and I think I can have a good time
2: yeah I like that So, James, we went through a streak where it was like every three weeks we did a tear and share. And then I think we just kind of got off onto different topics uh, and haven't haven't done it since. And I remember last week and I'm like, you know what? I think we got to do something for James. I think we got to bring it back. I like spontaneity. And I don't know if Dennis did any of the homework that I asked him. <laughs> homework, did you, what? Did you <laughs> sh- Did you do it? Did you write any new ones and put them in?
1: I got the bag.
2: <laughs> I re- I
1: got I remembered the bag. Okay. All right.
2: So, let's I guess we'll see. Let's <laughs> 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 So Dennis has the bag. This is going to be I think the first time to have done the tear and share, and we haven't been in person.
1: But no, it's it's, not actually. We did it once before.
2: We did okay, yeah. So, so this is fun because Dennis, you have to make sure this is the honor system, you can't look at yours (laughs) ahead of time. Okay, I
1: have power. (laughs) I'm gonna look through all of them and specifically pick ones for you. Well, then
2: your shares better be gee darn good. Well, there's no bad topics, only bad shares. Yeah, and people, oh no, and smells. Ew, all right, James. So, Dennis, what what does James have to share on?
1: Okay. I hope I don't pick all old ones. Stop
2: eating the popcorn.
1: Ego. That's an old one.
0: Uh, Ego. All right. Uh, It stands for easing God out. At least that's what I've been told. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have been given a, a book called um by my sponsor after i got a year uh, the power of now by eckhart tolle and it talks about you know staying in the presence and it talks a lot about our ego and then after i read that book i i got the new earth and again he's just all about the ego and how you know our goal in life peaceful happy people is to deflate the ego and to to let things just just slide off us like wet duck, if you will, and um, you know it. Sometimes it's hard. Like being um, a bartender or a server, I could give these people great service, and I'm, I think everything's good. And the check is a hundred dollars, and they leave me like two bucks. And my ego is just inflamed. In that moment, I'm like, how dare they? I used to be like, I hope they get in a car crash. And then they have to pay lots of money. And, um, you know, that's, you know, a horrible way to think and be. And, you know, but the the longer I stay sober, the more I can, um, one, not take things personally. And, um, you know, they're from out of town or... Europe and they, they don't tip like that. and They don't believe in it, whatever it is, they're still tipping me and I should be grateful for that. Right. And, um, so that's just a small taste of, um, you know, my ego being inflamed in a moment. But, you know, my solution for that is to, to go right to God, like, ah, oh, God bless them praise them, give them all the riches you were going to give me tonight, and just help me to be peaceful. And then uh, bless them, help me to be kind and loving today. And, and then I go to gratitude. And that helps me um, deflate my ego. So that's uh, one example and something I do to, to get out of myself. Thanks.
1: In, in all your times working in restaurants, Have you ever witnessed someone spitting in someone's food?
0: I've witnessed something worse, but I'm not gonna Oh
1: really? I've never witnessed that. I'm like I worked in restaurants for many years and I've never seen anyone spit in someone's food.
0: Yeah.
2: No, it's it's a lot worse. Okay. (laughs) You
1: don't have to say it.
2: (laughs) If I can share something I heard, I don't know if you guys know James Corden. Or saw the story that came out this week. He got banned from a restaurant or something. Yeah, he got banned from a restaurant. There were two separate times, I guess. The first time he just, they were like, oh, James Corden. And then they shook their their fists at him. because did he, did he do something? So here's here's the two times. And in this is the reason, because there is resolution to it that came up. And uh, amends were made. But the first time, the owner didn't, release any of the info but the second time it was so bad that he posted on social media apparently uh, the first time the staff screwed up the food and James Corden demanded a, a round of drinks for everybody and keep. and he like he was being like a pompous ass just because there was a screw up with the food and the second time there was another screw up with the food and then they redid it and brought out the food Um, and he berated the waitstaff and told them like, I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially like, do I have to go back there and cook it myself? You guys can't even do this. It's not even that hard. And like flipped out because there was hash browns on his meal instead of the side that he asked for. And it was like this crazy thing. So the guy posted this, James Corden then reached out and apologized everything else. And he said, it's, it's totally fine. He said, you know, because he was telling him how to do their job. He's like, maybe I should come and, you know, host this, the owner speaking of the restaurant. Maybe I should come and you should let me co-host your show for a day. And I can do, you know, your job. You were telling us how to do ours. And it's like, that goes right in line with ego, what James was talking about. You have to kind of make sure that you stay in check, you know, and I'm grateful that I have you guys and several others in the fellowship and just in life that will keep me in check to make sure that it doesn't get too big because you don't have to be a celebrity to have an ego. And there's a lot of people that. Um, get fueled up you know even in the room sometimes so it's dangerous i think it's the most dangerous and and most to lead somebody to a drink thinking that they're healed and they don't have a problem anymore you know if you don't have those people in your life yeah
1: i want to add be kind to your weight staff yeah cooks and stuff because they don't want to be there, and they're waiting on you. So be kind,
0: Dennis. Dennis, don't ever use your
2: headset. Never.
1: Sorry, we told it, you this but,
2: last time.
1: But remember how the app broke, and the app wasn't working, so now I have to do it through the web browser. It only does speakerphone.
2: Yeah, but that's the way I do it.
1: Fine. Let me. Hello. Can you hear me?
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, that's you so sound much great. better. That's not true. It is. You that don't listen. Crazy. You're not listening to what we're listening to. Nor will you go back and listen to this later. <laughs> listen, to- <laughs> who <I> been- don't <laughs> go.
0: Headset away, please.
2: Yes, toss it well, in yeah. the
0: trash. Y'all,
2: y'all sound horrible. Okay, nope. I don't. We're all on speakerphone. What's the next tear and share? <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Mike.
1: I'm trying to find a new one no cheater
2: all right getting rest getting rest okay so i go through this thing and i'm i I, i'll be honest that i used to drink a heck of a lot and then slowly get more and more drunk because of how quickly i i drank that I would just pass out and wake up feeling really exhausted and still drunk. And then I would just cycle through. So that was pretty much every day, maybe maybe five days a week at least. And that's how I slept. And it took me a while. I would do the gratitude alphabet that I've shared in the past to be grateful and that would put me to sleep like 99, you know, bottles of beer on the wall type thing. Um and now I think I should get back to that because there's some nights where it's not negativity but it's thinking about everything that I have coming up and things to do and it's not stress based but it's just like oh, I have to do this, oh, this is coming up and I can't quiet my mind as much. Um, So I have a tough time with it. It's almost like I'll get a good night's sleep and then the next two nights won't be good. Um, And then I'll get another good night because I'm exhausted from two nights of not having a great night's sleep. So I don't know what that stems from. Um, I think I'm going to introduce more water into my diet that usually will help everything i I don't know there are different techniques inside and outside the rooms that work but i always feel more irritable and agitated so much more easily if i don't get a good night's sleep so i think it's really important for this alcoholic to uh to keep that in mind so thanks dennis
1: now do you take like weekends off or a
2: day off where you can just literally relax and like rest or are you always on the go out of the last 17 uh, days, I got one day off and I actually had to take that day off. And uh, Monday started a span of 12 days without uh, a day off where I have to work every single day. Um, So my next day off is going to be a week from Sunday. Um, And it's just tough. You know, it's, I, I know I shouldn't do it. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't really have much option outside of, I can call out sick. Um, it's just, it's a lot, you know, which is why we made plans a couple weeks ago to see Amsterdam and I ended up getting sick and still had to work during that time. So I'm glad you, you got to see it. Um, I just, you know, it's, it's too much. So uh, oddly even getting rest at night working that many days di- it's like my mind still goes you know so I have to I have to take time for me I think that's something that I'm trying to focus more on yeah. I just said moron
0: <laughs> 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 parent
1: share see what did I get Heaps, places, and things. So, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, when they come into the rooms or whatever, you hear it a lot where you've got to change people's places and things that you're doing or around or whatever. And, you know, I, I agree with that in a lot of ways. I mean, some of it you can't help, but you know, a lot of my drinking and drug using was a lifestyle, right? So my life was pretty much patterned around it, or at least involved it in the things that I did in my life. So all the people that I hung around, most of them drank like me or used like me. And the places I went, involved like bars and nightclubs and stuff like that and you know the things obviously you know dealing with like drug paraphernalia or even like you know types of movies and stuff that you watch and stuff because they're funnier when you're high or something but uh, i think it's important to change that because you know when we when we got to when we come into recovery, we got to change everything about ourselves because the same person's going to drink again, like they say, or whatever. So, you know, at the end of my drinking, I got really isolated or whatever. So a lot of those old friends kind of brushed off, but, uh, there are certain friends that I like acknowledge or like consciously like, all right, that's nothing but bad news there, so I got to stay away from that. Um And then, you know, you places, you stop going to the same thing. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, but you all get the concept. You know, you got you to gotta change your ways because you will drink again. If you keep going to the bar, you're going to eventually drink. You know, if you keep hanging around people that are drinking 24-7, you're going to end up drinking. You know, that's just... The reality of the situations
2: you so, gotta know when to hold them know when, no to one when to fold them, them. Know when no when to one walk, walk away, away. no exactly. when to run right
1: yeah i couldn't have put it better myself
2: it's the gambler okay that's cool so why don't yeah. we do one more round james i'm here i'm here
1: I'm going to try to get you a new one.
0: <laughs> Sponsees. Ooh, it's not new at all. <laughs> it is. New, it is a new one. It was
1: whatever. It is a new one. I wrote it down.
0: Oh. What I meant was I haven't had a new Sponsee in a long time. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Um let me see how many how many do you have now? Um well, I guess one, but I haven't heard from him in a couple of years. There you go. Yeah, I don't um I'm for being a sponsee, I am always willing and able and I will always say, you know, yes. I've um I had one person come to me and he, I took him through the steps. I read the big book with him, and he did good. And um, I haven't heard from him in a while. He stopped coming to meetings, but um, you know his his job, he was always out and about. So who I should probably check on him. It's a good idea. Um, I think once I get them through the steps, it's kind of like um, an AA buddy. Um, actually, I've had four sponsees. Another one, uh, Eric, he was my sponsee. I got him through the steps. And um, I haven't heard from him in a while. Um, It's not like, you know, once you're a sponsee, you're on this leash where you have to call me. And I mean, it would be nice if they texted me. Um, But then again, it probably would be nice if I texted them to see how they're doing. I had one person that I um, ended up getting a job. Um, I, I helped him get a job where I work. And he asked me uh, a couple weeks ago, he's like, hey, if uh, I might be getting um, a new sponsor because my sponsor, he's he's always busy. He's like, would you be willing to be my sponsor? I said, yeah, of course. You know, I said, just make a decision and let him know that you're getting to get a new sponsor and let me know. And uh, I haven't heard anything since. Um, I think with sponsees, I do what I, I like to take them through the book. And um, I think my next one I'll maybe do the Joe and Charlie tapes with them because I think that's amazing. Like just they explain it a lot better than I can. And it's it's always good to listen to that again. So um, that might be a possibility. And, you know, just be my job is not to be a hard ass, but like a loving and kind sponsor. If they want it, they want it. If not, I'm not going to waste my time. So. Um, that's what I got open and willing loving and kind um, we'll see what the future holds I'm doing this the rest of my life so I'll probably have a lot more sponsees in the times to come
2: imagine 300 years from now people go "Oh, uh, you know what I'm not going to use the big book we're just going to listen to the Defective Characters podcast and start with episode 1 and let's go <laughs> <laughs> it would be so fucked up, <laughs> oh, right? Like, it would, it would awful. We need awful. to go do an
1: episode of Zero Zero and just say, "Ignore us. Go read the book."
0: Everyone will be like, "Be quiet, Master Dennis is...
2: They're like, they're like, "Damn, that's the that's the episode where Dennis's microphone sucked." <laughs> <laughs> Which one? That's too many of them. <laughs> Sorry, go go ahead, Dennis. Pull me out one. That's what she said. <laughs> that's
1: not it. <laughs> All right, you got an old one, I think. We are not a glum lot. Oh, that's perfect.
2: Yeah, I think I it, it's totally true. I uh, I love I love the fun that I had in uh, in AA and still continue to. I mean. Even moving to Celebration, it's a different thing. I Just in my opinion, when you're starting AA, that will always be fresh and you will have the biggest memories uh, at that time. Because at least for me, did I have friends that I did stuff with? Yeah, sure. (laughs) But I was also not honest with them. You know, for the most part, if I had fun, I was sneaking drinks and, and drinking the way I wanted to not around you. Cause I thought you were going to judge me. So I felt like there was always a little bit of a lie involved with it as opposed to when I came in. Yes. I will be honest that I was looking at the floor in a good chunk of the first couple weeks of the meetings. And once I hit six months, I was invited to do some really fun things um, you know, there were, there were sober pool parties since I came in in September when it started getting nice in May, June, July. And it, though it was tough because when you live in a place where there are seasons, you go out more in the summertime because you're like, Oh, I, I'm not in, I don't have to stay in the house anymore. It's so nice out. So it was tough dealing with going out and seeing other people drink, have on a nice day. So, having that be the time where I was being invited to sober pool parties, sober this, sober that, was great, you know? And uh, I felt like I was having more fun than I had really had in many years because I didn't have to lie about it. And there are those things. You just have to, uh, just like James was kind of speaking about his sponsees, you can't expect that people are just going to call you. You have to accept and be like, hey, you you want to go out for a cup of coffee? You want to do this? Uh, You have to do that. In life, you can't expect everything's just going to be handed to you. You have to go out there and participate into it. Um, And I'm glad that after those first few weeks, um, I realized that it I didn't have to be glum I didn't have to be sad. Life was actually worth experiencing and saying yes to. There you go. There's my share. Yeah, exactly. Close Good it up, one. Dennis.
1: Uh, let's see. Uh, getting your marbles back. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just got mine back and Talitha and James made us little marble bags and literally gave us marbles. Uh, when my sister was here like a couple of weeks ago, she saw the marble bag and she's like, what's this? And she like opened it and then dropped them and they started flashing because there's light up ones in it. And she really enjoyed that. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it kind of goes in line with time takes time, kind of. You know, we come in and we get sober and we start feeling better. And, you know, very quickly we, we almost think, oh, we got this. You know, like, I have it all figured out. I can go and do anything and be anyone and stuff, which is true. But, like, there's a lot we have to learn you know like life is good when life is good and it's not until like the real like the first like sober obstacles or challenges or like dealing with loss or grief or even success and stuff these new like these new first times you know like pop up that really like show us is like is our you know okay now we have to use our program so is it working and I think like the phrase of, you know, you don't get your marbles back for five years or whatever. Kind of reminds me of that, you know, it kind of like. Almost a, a humble trigger, you know, it's like no matter how well you think you have it and stuff like you still have a lot to learn, you know, And you reach five years and it's like, OK, now you kind of are getting a gist of what this is all about and you're doing all right and stuff, but you still can't play with your marbles for another five years. You know, you still gotta use your program. You still gotta, you like run things by people and stuff like your sponsor and your, your fellowship and stuff just to get another perspective on things, you know? And that's what that means to me. It's just, you know, keep your ego in check and realize that like, we're all just at the beginning today, you
2: know? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Nice job. Gentlemen, we did it again. Another tear and share. Woohoo! Good. Was it everything you thought, more, James? Oh, yes, indeed. Indeed. Well, we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 162. We have the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects. Remember, sharing is caring and tearing. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. And tearing. (laughs) Woohoo!